episode 78 of DevTalk, I speak to Charlene Aramonte and Randy Del Rosario about improving the UX of Xamarin apps. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guests are Charlene Aramonte and Randy Del Rosario. They're both from the Dominican Republic. They're both Microsoft MVPs. They're both developers in the Xamarin space, and they're co-organizers of the the .NET Dominican user group. And they, you can find their blogs, ZamGirl and ZamBoy, all over the internets. Hello, both of you. Hi, Gary. How are Hi, you? so happy to be here. Thank you for being my guests. Today is, uh, we're recording on Valentine's Day 2022, and you two are married. It's the first time I've had a couple on here, <laughs> and uh, that on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to the other side of the Atlantic. Um, how how is it in the Dominican Republic? Are things pretty normal there? Well, uh, a lot of people in street here today uh, because of Valentine's Day. Oh, okay, big celebrations going on. Yeah, yeah, it's not such a big thing here in Germany, but it's it's getting more and more. I I think we're we're importing the the holidays like Halloween and Valentine's Day here. Yeah, here is a big thing. Like it's weird for us to be here at home. <laughs> Because every, everybody is like uh, in restaurants and doing things like that. Okay, maybe we want to keep this short then. <laughs> uh, we met virtually last October, October 1st, where you both did a presentation at, at the conference where I'm, I'm co-organizer with the Zam Expert Day, which was virtual for the second time. And this, this is why you, uh, or why it was easy for you to participate and you... You had a presentation on UX or improving the UX of your Xamarin applications. And that, that talk was uh, my highlight of the conference. I was moderating, moderating one of the tracks, the, the second track. And so I heard maybe a little bit than, less than half of the talks, but this, this was my, my personal highlight because I thought it was so inspiring. And that's why I wanted to have you guys on. So thanks, thank you for joining. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, it, it actually felt great to to share uh, knowledge and and be able to be. I, I didn't know how much people appreciate these tips, so uh, it was really really great for us to to share those knowledge. Yeah, thank you. And so that was your first, uh, at least English speaking conference you participated, and this will be your first podcast. So yeah, yeah. lots of firsts here. <laughs> We used to participate like in a lot of events, but all all the events are like in Spanish. So yeah, okay. E even though our blogs are in English, so yeah, it's, it's a bit weird, but <laughs> that's how we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started my my blog was, uh, or even this podcast started in German, and uh, I think the first nine episodes of this podcast, and then. I started running out of potential guests and I started, well, I, I didn't get any feedback from listeners. So I, I just switched to English to, to get the broader audience and also the, the broader range of guests. Yeah. yeah, you have more options in English. Yeah. Definitely you reach more people. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe you could give us a little intro to, well, w what is UX? Can you, can you explain? Sure. So UX is perceived as basically what the user experiences on, on the application. So while you are using an application, how 
easy is to access stuff, how user interacts with the different options that the application provides, um, how the user feels while using the application. So all, all that kind of defines uh, the user experience. Yeah, so basically in our presentation, we were like um, talking about UX, but we were talking about specifically how you can improve the UX in your Xamarin Forms app, like using libraries and articles that are, that are there already. So with with a few like simple things, like, just like installing a plugin or, or doing a simple thing, you can like uh, improve the user experience. Right. And that will make uh, a really huge difference uh, for the users when using your application. Mostly, it's, yeah. it's the small stuff that differentiate an app from from others. So definitely, always consider give good UX. Yeah, and since we have like the best community ever, like the Summer in community is the best of the best. Like we have <laughs> a lot of stuff there that we can use. So you just gathered what you found on the internet, or is this also your own experience, or do you like do validations of this with customers? It's based on our own experience, so it's it's basically yeah. Most of the things that we that we have there are are articles that we wrote in the past, uh, but mm -hmm. there are a lot of articles that are there that other people have have. Uh, a road. So we, we just did a compilation of all of that. And also because we have applied that in the past with our customers right. and the experience, I mean, it's a, as Friendly said, it's a huge difference when you apply those concepts to your application. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. basically a, a compilation of community stuff, but also personal experience uh, while developing applications. So we just wanted to compile everything together and, and share that. Okay. And I, I've got your presentation here in front of me. I'm going to link to this uh, in the show notes, but maybe we could, or, or I'll, I'll guide you through what you put, put here into the presentation. It starts with splash screen and onboarding. Is this the, I guess this is pretty important. It's the first time your user has any contact with the app outside of the app store. So that's the first impression. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Well, uh, it's very important to have that splash, you know, as smooth as possible, and or that gives uh, an idea of the user on how your app will look. Because obviously, if you have a bad quality image or something like that, uh, the user will will get a bad impression of the application. That, and mm -hmm. we always want to make a good impression. So obviously, when you meet somebody you try to uh, give the best impression of yourself. That is the same with apps. So when you are first interacting with an app, you want that first impression to get it right. So that, that's why the splash screen is so important. So we need a good quality image. Uh, even uh, there are some animated splash uh, that also makes the experience even smoother and, and, and cool. So- okay. I think that's why it's so important. Yeah, and also you can use it like if you want to load some information and you want to distract the user while you are loading, um, instead of just like uh, load, uh, like uh, open the application and you see the home screen and you see that loading there. Like, I mean, if you are showing an animation while you are doing that loading, the experience is better and the user, the, the user uh, won't know that you are loading data in background. 
Yeah. So what's technically possible? So, I mean, you can't do everything in the, or anything in the splash screen. Um, so a static image that that's basically what most people do. You say, well, how, what kind of animations can you do? Well, you can do any type of animation because, um, I mean, I think the focus is just, lo just, I mean, it will change, of course, in Maui, because in Maui, you would be able to share the splash screen between both platforms. But I mm -hmm. mean, instead of using the default splash screen of each platform, that is kind of limited because you cannot do much there. You can just like um, open a, a splash page in Summer Informs and do your own animations there. And you can mix that with a Lori animation or, or with any other library that you want to use. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, so that's the first thing I see. I see the splash screen things start to happen. Uh, the .NET runtime is loaded, basically. Yeah. And also, after that, also, if you are loading information, it's really important to have it animated somehow. Because if not, the user will think, "Okay, this application is not working. I have like a couple of seconds here, and I it haven't it hasn't launched." So that's an scenario where it's necessary to animate uh, on a splash screen. Yeah. Okay. And so after the splash screen, what's what's the next first impression you give? Well, the onboarding screen is important too. I mean, it won't apply to all the applications, um, but I think most of them it will apply because um, when you are loading application for the first time and you don't know what exactly. Uh, how it works and and an onboarding screen can help you to to i mean to see that because you you will see like a summary of 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 the different aspect of the application the features yeah it's basically an overview on what you are expecting to see in this app and and what it is used for so it's kind of an yeah. introduction yeah, and also in our presentation, we put like three different ways to achieve it. I mean, uh, there are a lot of articles there about it, but it's interesting, like how people can uh, show the same scenario, like in different ways. I see uh, we posted an art. I mean, we, we share a link of uh, Steven that did animation uh, to achieve it. Patrick did, another, uh, did like another uh, work around to achieve it. So um, mm -hmm. it's nice because you can see like there are a lot of ways to achieve the same feature. Yeah, I, I will say that an onboarding screen is like an application introducing itself basically to the user. Okay, I'm this application, I can do this. And it's, it's just a friendly introduction uh, to the user. Okay, and is it more of a what you can do or also how you can do? Yeah. Yeah, it can be also how you can do it because some onboarding experience also can include uh, a tutorial or something like that with steps on how you do stuff. So mm -hmm. it, it will depend on the use case, but yes, uh, it's possible. Okay. So, and so I, you, you typically see this, like you have maybe three screens showing you what you can do. Right. Yeah. And then that's uh, kind of the most common one. Yeah, with the yeah. console and you are like sliding and you can also skip the onboarding if you don't want to see. Mm -hmm. And once I'm finished with the onboarding, I, I'm usually like in a home screen, right? Yeah, I probably or... see a login or register, yeah, but it case. will depend of yeah. the case. Yeah, in okay. case, uh, it requires user authentication or user registration. The first thing you will see is the login or register screen. 
Yeah, uh, good. Okay. I mean, if you are like applying UX and you are like uh, uh, want to uh, provide the best experience to the user, probably the best option is to navigate to the home screen because the user will see like an overview of the app without actually putting the data. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But there are, I mean, it won't be possible in all the applications. If right. you are working with a bank application, you cannot do that. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, in, in the case of a bank, it makes sense. But for example, let's say it's an e-commerce app like Amazon. I think Amazon does that, that you can yeah. actually start using Amazon without logging in or registering. Uh, yeah. And even get to the point that you have stuff on the cart and you just need the checkout process. And that's when you actually sign in or create uh, an user. So definitely if you can provide an anonymous experience, uh, for the user so that they can try out the, your app. If it's possible for your use case, always go with it. Yeah, yeah. I guess, w why not? If the website is able to do it, then the app should be able to do it too. That's yeah, right. and it's just like building the trust before actually using it. Because if yeah. you are downloading application to the store and they are start asking you a lot of questions, you are like, why do you want my ID? Or what right. do you want my phone? If credit I, card. Yeah, my yeah. credit card. Yeah, and, and also the, the main purpose of, of an app is engaging users. So if we provide an experience that is a smooth without needing even to register and they get a taste of our application, definitely they will see what are the features, how to use it, and then they will decide, oh, I really like this app. And then they will they are more used to get registered uh, if they can see a bit of it, basically. Yeah. Okay, but, but let's say the user does have to register because your app doesn't make sense if right. you're not registered. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, then you you still have to get it right because you don't want to scare the user away with like 10 screens of sign up and things like that. That's right. What are the some of the things you, you look out for when you're doing doing that registration, that first user setup? Well, the first tip will be like using line validation and provide like real time feedback. Um, you know, like when you are uh, filling a form and you finish the form and then you press uh, next and you see all the pop ups saying like, ah, you need to fill the, you forgot to fill the first name and you see all the pop ups together. I mean, like a best user experience uh, for uh, instead of doing that is just like provide uh, instant feedback. Like when you are typing something and, and, and you type your email wrong, you can see like a, a red message. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Saying like uh, in that specific moment, like okay, you are missing something, or, or wh while you are typing your password, that you can see like uh, uh, you are missing a special character, for example, and you don't need like to finish the form to see all those kind of messages. Yeah, you, you mainly can see it right away. Once you type that information, you can see if it is uh, right or yeah. wrong without tapping on the bottom. Yeah, but then you also have the you, you can also do too well and then give feedback too quickly that like they, they start type two letters in their email address and it's already read like hey you're doing something <laughs> wrong yeah yeah you 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 obviously cannot abuse but you can yeah take, uh, you know a part of the tip and and just make it better uh, but obviously abusing is always not that good yeah, it's yeah like for example if you have a search and you are auto completing just by typing the first letter that might not be a good idea 
<laughs> and what do you use these days? Do you put labels on text fields or you put the, the hint inside or, or both? Um, you mean like instead of using a placeholder? Right, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm not a fan of using a placeholder because I think while you are, if the form has like a like many fields, you kind of lose the context while you are typing. So if you type, for example, last name first, last name first name, phone, etc., you are like, and you don't remember a specific part of the form. You need to what what exactly was that field? So because you don't remember, so I think the yeah. best option for that is well. Uh, use labels or just use material because yeah. material has like placeholder and and labels like in in together yeah. and you don't need to do much yeah basically once the information is filled uh, you can just turn that placeholder into a label that's kind of how it works and i think that's kind of the best of both worlds yeah and you just need okay. to like write that a line of code using visual material so it worth it in xamarin forms yeah okay yeah. And how much do you do you put on that screen, or do you put like everything on one screen and they scroll up and down, or is it like multiple steps? I, I'm not never sure what to pick. Yeah, it will depend of the of how many items do you have there. But the the recommended option is um, like divide the items in different categories because the user will think that the font is uh, shorter that really is so you can just like mm -hmm. divide the, the form in semantic groups but um but it will depend on the size because if you are registered like five items then it's better just to have it in one in one uh page but if not you can divide like in different categories anyway okay. the best option is uh, if uh, that the user can do it faster. So yeah. if you can limit the, the the items that you need to ask the user, that's that's that will be always better. Well, well, one rule I use: if if you can see all the fields in just one page, then you don't use the semantic groups. But if you see that you have to scroll uh, more more than one page, then you think uh, on having a semantic groups. If if you have to scroll like a lot, like for example. A half yeah. a page or something like that. You you should think on making making it a kind of a wizard experience instead. Okay, but you mean uh, with when the keyboard is not shown, right? Okay, so one screen, and as soon as the keyboard shows up, then you have to add scrolling to the view. Right. right? Yeah. Okay. There's also this thing about speaking of keyboard. What do you have to look out for there? Uh, well, you should use the right keyboard for your forms. So um, if you are, um, I don't know, requiring a, a telephone number or a or a, a, a field number, you should use the, the number keyboard. So it will avoid issues with the user because sometimes he's, uh, the user is typing and then type a, a, a character or something. But if they use the, if the keyboard doesn't allow that, then it's, it, it you will prevent issues so it's better yeah. to use the right keyboard for that um also even with the with the numeric keyboards like um do you know there, there are different numeric keyboards options there are keyboards that has a comma uh there are numeric keyboards that has a point it will depend on the scenario so you can limit that doing like a render and specify the, the kind of keyboard that you are using there for numeric keyboards and it will mm -hmm. improve the, the experience of the user because it will depend of the of 
what kind of quantity you are typing. Right. Yeah. Like, like the plus in the phone number keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, for example, if you are typing your age, probably you don't need a, 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 a point or, or a comma there. You don't need, right. you don't need to, you yeah. don't need to provide that to the user. Yeah. It, it will just, uh, you will just run into more issues because users have that character available so you will have to handle that stuff so why not avoid those type of issues instead of adding code to handle it and actually there are people that like to i mean they want your app to fail That's actually i i want i really like to do that i mean when i download the new app i like to like okay let me see if this developer consider that let me start <laughs> typing stuff and see if it crashes or because i i want to know yeah you should be a tester then. <laughs> I, I was actually. Yeah, you started. Okay. Yeah, I started as a tester. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. And so, the, and setting your keyboard, uh, do people still repeat password fields or not? Or do you... you mean like password and confirm password? Right. Well, it, it depends more, uh, I guess, on the business, but uh, uh, on what you know what the designer uh, decides i think it's a valid yeah. approach still but uh, it might be enough to, for uh, to have a option that shows or hide the password because yeah that's actually a confirmation uh, before you submit it so that might be enough for some use cases but it's it's more a, a designer decision i i think both approaches are are totally valid yeah okay and uh, so sometimes you have the validation flow, which gets in the way of registration. Like we'll send you an email, we'll send you an, an SMS. Right. Yeah, the one uh, that two-factor authentication, basically, right? Yeah, or just validating that is actually your phone number or actually well, your email address. Yeah, that's very common these days. Uh, for example, if you have a, a phone uh, on the registration form, you want to yeah. validate that that form actually be, belongs to the user. So you can send an SMS to that phone. And that way you get a code confirmation. So how we make that experience more smooth is handling uh, the reception of that code uh, directly mm -hmm. on our app so that you can paste it right away instead of typing. Yeah, because it's kind of hard. Like, go to your your messages inbox in, inbox, and then like uh, co uh, copy the code, and then go to your app and copy the code there. So right, and even get it right because maybe you go to the messages. Okay, the code was, and and then you go back to the app. Okay, I don't remember yeah. the code anymore. <laughs> you have to get back. Yeah. So if you can, you, if you can autofill that for the user, is I mean the experience is better because uh, they will think like this. The, the process is smoother. Yeah. I, yeah. It's especially good to not leave your app at all. So yeah. so some people have a hard time getting back from the messages app to to the app they were just on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Registration. Anything more for registration or login? Um. Well, I think the auto logging. Um, I mean, provide an auto logging, but. 
those days, like everyone is doing that, uh, but that's important. Like if you, you don't want to type all your data every time you use the app. So uh, if you are using the app and you, you close it and you go back, then you don't want to type again your email, your password. So um, provide an auto-logging is a best option. Um, but that will, that is not possible for all the kind of applications. For example, if you are using a, a bank application, probably you need that validation that you need to mm -hmm. know that that they that right. yeah that the yeah. user is correct. For those scenarios, might have face ID and not have the auto logging directly, uh, but use yeah. some other mechanism to do the the logging more faster, like face ID or touch ID or fingerprint on Android. So that's that's kind of the mechanism you will rely if you cannot use auto login directly because of the application security yeah yeah okay yeah one one thing i i was dealing with uh, recently is you can you can associate the app with a website and then if your system stores for example passwords for the website then they'll be automatically available in in the app but to do that you have to on the website you have to specify this is the app belonging to this website is this app and in the app you have to specify the website belonging to this app is this this one but it, it works really well so that was something something to ease the uh, entry for, for That's people interesting you should write an article about it yeah. i should i should blog about that yeah <laughs> or record a video yeah, well, I think we we went through all the pitfalls there too. So I I, I should I should have enough information for well, for an I, article for that. Actually, there's one cool one really cool experience. I think Netflix does it that you actually can have the uh, can have your account logged in just by a code. So for example, it it will have an option that it will provide a code. You will type that code on the phone and you're logged in. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So uh, those kind of experiences are always uh, great to have. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so you're you're registered or you're logged into the app. Where do we continue? What what are the other areas to look out for? Well, you can um, see the loading. I mean, there are. It's normal to have different loadings in an application because. I mean, the only option is that maybe you are loading hard code data and you are not uh, connecting to any API. But in mm -hmm. most of the applications, uh, you have to use a loading. So um, a good tip for that is uh, use the right loading for the right scenario. I mean, the, 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 right, the right way to do it. Because um, in summary informs, you have like the, the default activity indicator, um, but you can also use animation for loadings. Fusion um, mm -hmm. has some options. You can use a loading animation. You can use the user, the Alan Ritchie package, uh, ACR user dialog. Um, you can use a pop-up, yeah. then you can add animation there. Um, you can use a state layout, which is, I mean, for me, it's like the best user experience. Um, and I think Steven did that one. Yeah, I think Steven did that one. But it is part of the of the community toolkit. So um, uh, the, the state layout is that experience that provides apps like Facebook and Instagram. Like when you are loading, um, you see like uh, a great icons there uh, yeah. simulating the data, but you actually are 
just loading data. Yeah. So, and, and that's really easy to achieve right now because with the Xamarin Community Toolkit, you just need to install the package and you have, and you just need to add some lines of code in your SAML and you will have that behavior. So that, mm -hmm. that experience is really nice. Um, cool. And also what else? Um, and if you are uh, having like a, a, a big process, like uh, for example, upload, uploading an image or something like that, probably you don't want to keep the user with a loading icon. You will probably try to, will try to follow experience like Instagram that while they are loading a post, they are, they, they um, show you a notification that we, that, they will let you know once it's done. So mm -hmm. you cannot, you won't like- It, it won't block you. Yeah, it will block the user to use the app. So the user will continue yeah. using the app while that while that post is loading. So probably yeah. that's, that's a, a good to say experience that. Nobody's gonna leave your app open for two minutes looking at the upload screen. Yeah. Because they're gonna get messages in the meantime and then they terminate or they, the app gets backgrounded and you just have to- yeah, and I think have to this, be ready for that. Yeah, I think this is why this is what all those tips are about. Like, try to keep the user uh, interesting in your app because if you do things like that, like you are showing a loading for one two minutes, then the user will like uh, share change the app. Okay, let me let me see some message while it is loading, but probably they, I mean they won't come back. So you should try to keep the user there. Yeah, your yeah. La your last option is blocking the app. Uh, while doing something. Obviously, there are scenarios where you will need to do a, a, a blocker loading, but you should avoid those scenarios whenever possible. That's kind of the yeah. last option you will, you will do. Yeah, and even then, don't assume they're going to stay on that screen or you want to stay in your app, Yeah, right? Yeah. They, they always have the, the option of going somewhere else if it gets too boring. Yeah, but what do you do if, if there's no or bad internet connectivity? Well, uh, there are different ways uh, to handle that. And the first thing is that you should always handle the connections errors gratefully, uh, because mm -hmm. I have seen many times that you assume that uh, you are handling internet connection just because you have the internet uh, internet connection check, but that yeah. might not be enough for some scenarios uh, because you need to provide Sometimes you, uh, I have seen developers that provide the error code of HTTP, and <laughs> that's an awful experience yeah. for for users because users are not developers, uh, so right, they don't yeah. know about HTTP or how it works. Uh, definitely, and I think it's worse when another developer see that. Yeah, <laughs> because when you are a developer and you see like, okay, what? Why yeah. this developer is showing that error? Yeah, actually, it, it will give you the impression. Okay, the this is maybe someone that is learning. Uh, that's that's how we used to use. <laughs> uh, someone with experience will never show you an HTTP error. At least that that's what I I think. Uh, yeah. So you are you can handle the internet collection in in very uh, sort of ways uh, depending on on the scenario. Obviously, you can provide pop-ups. You can uh, provide a connection error page. Just handle it following the design pattern of your application. But one important thing that you should always do is caching uh, because we, you don't want to go to the internet each time. So if you can provide offline information, uh, it's always good to provide that information that you already have cached 
show that yeah. while you are updating it. That way the user will always have information to look at, uh, which is the latest copy they, they had uh, on the app. Yeah, for example, if you open Twitter right now and you don't have internet connection, you will see some tweets there yeah. because they are catching that data. So we should follow those patterns, the, the way that they are handling the internet connection. Or for example, if you are using Skype and, and while using Skype or any other uh, chat application, you will see that you will get a notification when, when you lost the internet connection. Right. So those kind of... of of good practices is the one that we should yeah, follow. And, and even handle the situation if you recover the connection, because for some applications, this is uh, really important to handle. Like for example, if you're having a video conference and you lose internet, it, it, you should be reconnected right away if you recover the, the internet. We always want the user uh, to be able to recover from that situation instead of just getting out of the application, which might not be a very good experience. Yeah. And if you do recover, don't interrupt what they're currently doing. Right. Like, yeah. They're currently reading something and then you just replace it with a new one. Uh, yeah. Right. But it, later in your presentation, you went about what, like what to do, or if you do have to alert the user or something, it, what do you have to look out for? You mean... There was there was one slide about uh, showing yeah, alert, alerts, about for example. Alerts. Yeah, because in our app, we we like the the last part was talking about uh, general tips that you can apply in any part of your app. Yeah. So basically, what we were saying there was, uh, if you are showing an alert, like try to avoid to use the default alert that the system provides. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many so many ways that you can provide like a better UI for that. Um, you yeah. can use a, a pop-up and, and customize the, the pop-up with the colors of your app or, or or also have an option to show images as part of the alert. So, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the, the experience will be better right. because the user will feel that 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 dialogue is part of your app, yeah, not it, part of the system. It, it will feel like consistent with your app design because when you rely on the alerts of the system, it, it just feels like any other app. <laughs> but if you provide a customized experience uh, that is cohesive with your design, definitely the, the user appreciates that. Yeah. Another thing you talked about was permissions. So runtime permissions. Uh, iOS used to have this always to, to ask the user. Uh, and then Android 6 also brought it to to runtime permissions that where you don't ask at installation time, you ask when that permission is needed uh, if the user grants that permission? Yeah. What can you do there? Yeah, also I wrote like a full article a time ago about it, like specifically mm -hmm. about best way to handling permissions. And basically when you are using an app and you see like when you, you install the app, the first things that you see is all those permissions. Like, okay, I want access to your camera. I want access to your contact, to your to read your contacts. You are like, why do you need that? So probably you will reject those permissions because you don't want that this app like know all that stuff. So yeah. a better way to do it is 
to require the permission when you really need it. So if you are, um, if you have a photo application and you want to uh, take a picture with that application, then in that moment, you should request that permission. And also a better way to improve it is um, instead of using the default permission alert that the system provides, you can use your own alert. So you can create like a full screen to that and explain more why you want that. I mean, if you want okay. the camera because you need to, I don't know. Do they, a video conference. Yeah, do a video conference, then explain. Okay, I need I need your camera because I need access to this. Or if you want to request a permission to to a storage, um, then explain why yeah. you need you need that permission. Yeah, and that's really handy because usually images say says more than words. So yeah, the OS alerts uh, just give you a brief description on why you need this permission, but if you have an image previous uh, to that ask, generally the user is uh, more uh, aware on what's this for, and and it it will be more uh, uh, more comfortable with allowing that permission. Yeah. Well, I mean, after that screen, you're still going to see the the native screen, right? right? When you they say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I th I also think it's a good idea because. Typically, you can only show that native screen once, right? And if you can't convince them in that native screen and they say no, then they would have to go back to their operating system and, and change the settings manually. You can't you can't really ask them anymore. Maybe I can show you. So, but if the, if you show this this screen before, yeah. and they say no, I'm not ready for that. Maybe five after uh, five successful actions in your app, maybe you can ask them again and say maybe. Are you ready to yeah. allow push notifications now? And then you can, when they say, yeah, I want that, then you can show them the native prompt for the first time. And then you, you still ha have that chance, more, much more likely for them to accept it then. And, it, and it's interesting the way, like uh, when I wrote that article a time ago was because I was using, um, what was the name of that app? Let's party. House house party. house party. Yeah, I was house using party. an app called House Party. I don't know if you know okay. about it, but yeah, no. I, I I'm a fan of downloading apps and start like uh, digging into random apps. So I downloaded that app, and they they I mean they was doing that experience there. Like they were they, they were doing those steps. Like uh, instead of requiring all those permission, they were like uh, showing a customized screen. And I really liked that experience. And I said, okay, I need to do that in a in a in an app. So um, this is kind of the the, the the things that we used to do. Like if you want to know more about UX or UI in application, like you can download applications that you uh, think that will teach you something, and you will and you can yeah. learn like the way they are handling. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. this is especially important because I have seen in many apps when, uh, for example, I, I try to support an existing develop app, uh, generally these are the first issues that are reported, <laughs> that an user didn't yeah. allow uh, permissions properly and then you run into a crash or that situation wasn't handled uh, properly. and. That, that's mainly why, because of permissions. So it, it's very critical to get that, that one right. Yeah. So there are just, just so many good suggestions and, and things in your presentation. I'm, I'm going to have to skip some of them. Um, 
maybe I'll pick out one here. Um, you talked a little bit about animations using Lottie. Uh, what what relevance do animations have in mobile apps to you? Well, in Summer Informs specifically, there are so many options. Um, Javier Suarez has an, um, I think he's a, he has a library or an article or something about uh, some ways to do, to navigate into a screen like in an animated way. And also, mm -hmm. the, I mean, the most famous one is uh, the shared transition plugin. Like, it's the one that when you, you see like a really a Summer Informs application with a nice U, UI, probably they are using uh, his plugin. And also the yeah. Summarine Community Toolkit also has uh, some options there. I also have has some option uh, to how to do animations in Summarine Forms. But I think the point of that is, is just like doing as an animation is really easy right now because mm -hmm. we have a lot of libraries options. So instead of um, having like a, provide like a board, board experience is better yeah. just provides something yeah it's it's so easy and it adds so much value that it worth it basically it will differentiate the user experience from other yeah. applications just by adding uh, because sometimes we are tapping for for example as a, a very simple use case we are tapping a, a button and we don't get any feedback <laughs> and yeah obviously yeah. not not that great of an experience because that's what leads uh, users sometimes to tap the bottom multiple times and things like that, and that will run into other issues if you are not handling that properly. So an animation is always important to give that user some feedback and some things uh, just to make our application more fun. Yeah. I'm just going to read some of the headlines of the other topics you, you mentioned in your presentation. I don't know how you did it in 45 minutes, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. There was one one on empty states. Then there's protect sensitive data, relative time, use touch ID, face ID, app actions, link preview, action feedback, action feedback plus plus, app links, handle multi language, dark mode, app review, adaptive UI. I mean, it's just a treasure trove of information and all with links and blog articles and libraries. It's it's really fantastic. I will link to this presentation and also to your um, to the talk you gave. So the the um, to the slides I meant and to the presentation as I'm expert day. But uh, if people are are curious about this topic um, where where do you go from here where do you get information where yeah where can i learn more well javier suarez has a um github um repository called um good looking ui and you can see mm -hmm. a lot of applications that uh, i saw that yeah another developers did and he has like a compilation there of those applications. So uh, this is a good way to start because you can see what other people are doing there and you can like uh, um, follow patterns that people are, are doing. Also another mm -hmm. good option is the Kim Phillips Twitch, which is the best of the best, the best Twitch ever. So <laughs> um, I'm a fan. <laughs> so uh, if you want to um, learn new stuff and follow like good practices, you can follow uh, his Twitch. Yeah. Okay. Also, if you look at websites like 
Dribble, Behance, Pinterest. Even though these websites seem to be meant for UX uh, designers, you you can also get good ideas there. As a developer, you also need to have a good sense on on why UX is important and how we can make UX better in our apps. So you should take mm -hmm. a look on those websites because there are a lot of ideas. Actually, I think we got an idea from there that was a new you did for a credit card. Yeah, I think so. For uh, yeah, basically getting correct, uh, getting credit card introduced by the user in a very smooth experience. So you can get a lot of ideas from those sites. Yeah, and also you can download, cool. download. You can do the same thing that I love to do: download apps. Yeah. I mean, that's I think that's the was the best way to learn. If you download like famous yeah. application, you can follow the patterns that they they have there because um I mean not not all the clients will have the money to pay for a designer or of, or for a UX expert for but those companies has it. So I mean Facebook probably has an ex are you an expert there and you can follow the things that they, they did in their app. So if yeah. you do that you will probably have a better user experience in your app. Yeah most of the ideas and the learnings that you can get related to UX is by using applications and using the popular ones like Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. You, you can see what yeah. they are doing, get the ideas and introduce those ideas into, into your apps. Yeah, and if they get it wrong, they're sure to get feedback on that. Yeah. That's people, yeah. people can't, can't figure out how to use the user interface, then that's, that's something they really look out for. Yeah, and I think I think that was like the the purpose of our presentation. Like there are a lot of things to do, and it is really really easy to achieve it in summary forms. And sometimes, uh, if you have a client, the client doesn't know about UX. So there are some ideas that are science. There is really easy to achieve. You can suggest that to your client, and you can say, yeah. um, uh, okay, if they want, for example, they say those are the requirements. You can suggest then like, okay, let's add an auto-login or let's improve this form do by doing this. So um, you have the tips there. So you just need to suggest that to your client. Yeah, so sometimes yeah. I think that there are not such thing as bad apps. There's just mm -hmm. bad UX because even mm -hmm. simple ideas, if you have a great UX, it, it can make a great app. So definitely that's, that's one I thought I had. Yeah, that's, uh, that's actually a good good point to end the show with wise words. Thank you so much, Charlene and Randy, for, for your insights. And, and this has been a lot of fun for me. And I, I really enjoy how you present it and how you gather all this information. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you for being my guest. This has been another episode of Dev Talk, And we'll see each other again in four weeks. Bye-bye.